Good morning. You're so quiet. Thank you very much. First of all, I want to thank every one of you that did the helps ministry this last week. I'd have to say, this is my personal opinion, we killed it, or you did, because you stepped up and you did above and beyond anything we could ask or think. And I want to thank you personally from the bottom of my heart. I know pastors appreciative of all you did. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome. Not only do you give like you're giving right now, but you give of your time and your presence. And that's, we can't say thank you enough. <clears throat> this morning, it's my great privilege and honor to introduce not only a great man of God, but a good friend of mine. We have developed a good friendship. He is the founder of Life Christian Center, and I won't even try to pronounce the name of the town because I will not get it. But he has been in ministry 42 years. He is an exceptional man of God. I got to spend time with him last night dinner and we had a great time. I got to spend time with him last time he was here. So I want to introduce to you Bishop John Ari. Thank you. Praise the Lord somebody. Well in Nigeria when we say praise the Lord you say hallelujah. Okay. So when I say praise the Lord, you respond hallelujah. Now, I'm not changing your custom or your tradition or whatsoever of Lake Church, you know, but I'm saying the way we do it over there, you know. So when I say praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise good, praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. amen. I want to thank God for your pastor and his wife and all the pastors and other ministers in the house who have been helping to keep this work going. One man cannot do it. There is no one person that can do ministry. It has to be a teamwork. Are you listening to me? And we appreciate, you know, the head of the ministry, the lead pastor. Don't ever look down on your pastor because the most important person in your life even better than your doctors and your biological father is your spiritual father. Because if he says anything concerning you, this is spiritual law. If he says anything concerning you, you make him mad and he is angry with you, God is not happy with you. I keep telling my congregation that the day you join the church, it's not that God does not recognize you as a person, as individual, but you have submitted yourself to the pastor of the church, and he is to take care of you, and is going to give account of you in the day of judgment. In other words, God does not even know you anymore. He knows your pastor. He has the register. And so if God wants to find out how you are doing, he is going to ask your pastor. I don't know if you're catching what I'm saying. You know, it's not that God doesn't love you or know you, but 
It's a spiritual law. Show me the person you honor, and I will show you the kind of blessings you are walking in. And if you are dishonoring your pastor or anybody in that God has set over you, you can't go far. You can't prosper. So you must respect and give honor to whom honor is due. If you don't mind, could you stand on your feet and let's honor this man of God, your lead pastor, Pastor Greg. I know, clap your hands. Stretch your hand towards him and say, thank you, Pastor, for being my pastor. I love you. All right. How many of you have ever given him any gift any day? Anybody? Okay, you will start doing that. Okay. You can sit down. You can sit down. You know, find something good once in a while. If you really want to be blessed, always give to your pastor. You know, always give to your pastor. My people give to me. You know, that's why I'm looking the way I'm looking. I didn't steal it, you know. <laughs> they make me look good. Are you listening to me? And as I'm going back to Nigeria, they are preparing to receive me. They will give me a royal welcome. And it will look as if the king of the city has returned. That's, that makes me happy. And so if I take the microphone and I'm going to preach, I'm going to preach, do you think I will preach well? When I'm well received? Do you think I will preach well? I will. But what if, if they feel that, you know, ha have you been in a situation in a room where it seems you are not wanted or you are not welcome? Have you been in such a situation? Your spirit is low and you can't flow. But when you are in a place where you are welcome and received and loved, you feel free and you flow freely. I can talk like this because I'm loved here. And I know you love me. Well, if you don't love me, somebody loves me. <laughs> praise the Lord, somebody. I say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. I did preach in the first service, you know, uh, keep on keeping on. No matter what comes your way, no matter what you go through in life, just be steadfast, unmovable, always abandoning in the work of the Lord. How many of you are Christians? Raise your hand. You are a Christian, not just by name, but by character. All right. So, I'm going to go to a different direction, and I'm following the direction of the Holy Spirit, and I want you to pay attention carefully, because what I'm about to share with you is very, very important to your life, because I believe you want to be successful. How many of you want to have a successful life? You want to be successful in life? How many of you, want, how many of you are married here? Raise your hand. How many of you want to have a good marriage? A peaceful marriage. All right. How many of you have businesses? And you want to make profit? And you want your business to prosper? 
How many of you have ministry? I have. And you want your ministry to prosper? Then what I'm about to share with you is important. It's the key. You say, what is it? It's the breaking of the outward man. The, say, the breaking of the outward man. Now, there's in your Bible, the Bible makes us to understand that we have a dual nature. You have the outward man and you have the inner man. The inner man is created after righteousness, after God, and is longing for God. It doesn't welcome sin. It does not walk in sin. It doesn't practice sin. It practices righteousness. Are you listening to me? And when you give your life to Christ and you come to Christ, accepting him as your Lord and personal Savior, that is just the beginning. The fact that you are saved does not mean God has finished with you. Are you listening to me? It's like a baby that is born. Yes, it's a, how many of you know that babies are human beings? But can babies do everything? No. You know, can a baby drive you to church in your car? Except you want to die. <laughs> oh, yes. You know? So, there are things we accept that the baby is a baby, but that's, it has a stage. Then you have children who are grown up or teenagers. And how many of you know most of the teenagers, they do crazy things? You know? But sometimes they act like caterpillar. You know, but you must understand that it is the, from the caterpillar that we get the butterfly. So if you kill the caterpillar because it's misbehaving, you already kill the butterfly because you are not able to see the big picture. Are you listening to me? Some of us, our state is very bad. When I mean our state, your condition, your present level, or the way you are living before God, it's not that you're not a child of God, but nobody in your place of work or even in the house you live in know that or knows that you are a Christian. You are just a Christian by name. They know you go to Lakewood, uh, sorry, Lake, Lake Church, and everybody knows you coming to church but they don't see the fruit of the Spirit in your life. It is okay to desire the gifts of the Spirit. It's okay to walk in them and speak in tongues. But remember, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting from verse 1, he said, Though I speak in tongues of angels and do miracles and all, and do not have love, I am nothing. Huh? I can move mountains, I can have all the faith in this world, and I don't have God's character, then I am nothing. The purpose of God in saving you is to bring you to a level where you grow up unto maturity and become like him. You begin to walk like him, you begin to talk like him, you begin to act like him, and people will begin to see this is a child of God. Are you, can I hear amen? amen? So have that understanding that there are three phases for every believer. You are saved. You are being saved. 
which is the level of sanctification, God doing a work in your life and taking now those things that are not pleasing to him. Can I hear amen? And how many of you want God to really work in your life? Not all of us. We can raise your hand. I, I respect you raising your hand. But the truth is that we love our flesh too much that we don't want to yield ourselves to God totally. There are things you are doing, there are things I'm doing that we are enjoying secretly that are not pleasing to God. But because we like them, it doesn't matter. Your being a pastor doesn't make you a child of God. I know pastors who are smokers. I know pastors who are running around with their secretaries. I know pastors who, I mean, do all kinds of crazy things. They don't live in line with the word of God. And it's a problem. Are you listening to me? Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God wants you to walk in his word. God wants you to be like him. Uh oh, am I causing trouble already? No, I'm not causing trouble. I'm trying to help you. You know why I'm trying to help you? Because this is working in my life. I gave my life to Christ so that you can know the person standing before you. I was a gangster. I belonged to a group when I was in high school. We were about five of us, and we could shake the entire school. In fact, my principal said, if there is any trouble in the school, he is not going to inquire before writing my name. That's to tell you how bad I was. You know? And I could deal with you, even though I was in the junior class, we had all our groups from all the classes. And so when you see us, you stay clear. Because we will beat nonsense out of you. And there's nothing you could do. So, but in my final year, in class five, God touched my heart. A woman came to the school. She took permission from the principal. We were in a boarding house. In, uh, you understand what I mean by boarding house? In other words, we live in the school. We, everything, you know. I think you have schools like that here where you don't go to your father's, you don't go from home, you stay in the school until you have your holidays before you can go home. Where, do they have things like that here? I don't know. So, but in Nigeria, we have that. So, we were all living in the school. So, she took permission. She came, just as you are sitting now, gathered all the students, and said she was going to preach to us. And five of us said we were going to disorganize the meeting. That was our plan. And we came in, and as soon as we walked in, they knew that trouble had walked in. And they started clearing for us, and we took the front seat, you know, five of us, and we were looking. And I was staring at the lady who was preaching, trying to distract her. But the more I said, she wasn't moved. She was firing more and more and talking about everything I have done. And it was like somebody told her, the way I've been living. And before I knew it, the Holy Spirit arrested my heart and I gave my life to Christ. I surrendered to Christ. And I don't cry easily, but on that day I cried. 
and I saw the nakedness of my life. I saw the wretchedness I was. I saw that I was totally lost. But thank God, Jesus found me. And when he found me, he changed me totally. Are you listening to me? I genuinely gave my life to Christ 1975, February. Until date, I'm still in love with Jesus. I say I'm still in love with Jesus. And it's so sweet to follow Jesus. It's so sweet to serve him. And if you serve him, you will not regret it. Are you listening to me? You are not a minor because you are following Jesus. Are you listening to me? You are a mess if you are not following him. That may be hard. You know, people look at us and say we are crazy people or we have lost our mind. No, we have the right mind because we have the mind of Christ and we have Christ in us and Christ in you is the hope of glory. Come on, say amen somebody. I say say amen somebody. So, we want to start from John chapter 12, verse 24. I will read this one, and I'm going to ask Pastor Bob to help me in the rest, okay? John 12, 24. Now, listen carefully. If you can see it in your Bible, look at your Bible, or mark it. But if you can, but register it in your spirit, because this will help you. He said, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth what? Much fruit. Do you see that? Except a corn of wheat. You know what the corn of wheat is? You know? You know what a, you know, uh, a seed is? You can see the, you know, when you see kernel, you see the outside, the outward part is very strong. You need something to crack it. But there's a seed inside. Are you listening to me? You can't get to the seed without cracking the outward part or the outer part. So Jesus is saying something here that there is benefit in death. In things dying. And there are things in your life and my life that God wants to destroy or kill. But we are not allowing him to do that. And instead, we are protecting them. Some of you hide to watch pornography. But God wants to deliver you from it. You can't share it with anybody. You can't allow anybody. When you, you think that somebody is trying to see you, you close the door. Or you shut down the, uh, the computer. or do, You are hiding everything. Look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, what are you doing in secret? They won't like to talk now. Ask him or her, what do you do in secret places? When you are alone, what do you do? Now we have the mentality that it's only in the church that God is present. When we lift up our hands and start worshiping and glorifying God, we think that's just God. God is everywhere. He's in the toilet with you. He's in your room with you. It's wherever you go, even if you hide in hell, God is there. He's seen everything. And Paul said, it is a shame to speak of those things that we do in secret. I've lost you. <laughs> I think I should pack my things and start looking for a way to go to Nigeria. <laughs> you think I should continue? I should preach? Come on. Have I messed up your soup? 
I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you because this helped me. Now, when I gave my before I gave my life to Christ, I could sing. I know he knows that I led the choir for ten years, so I'm a good musician. I'm not trying to praise myself, okay? So, but I could. I was singing worldly song, James Brown, Mr. Big Stuff, and the rest of them. You know, boom, boom, boom. You know, I started dancing. And I gave my life to Christ. Six months later, I was still dancing just brown. Does that mean I wasn't saved? This is the man who cried when he gave his life to Christ. Yes, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things they pass away, all things become new. It's a progressive work, it is not automatic. Are you listening to me? So don't be discouraged if you find yourself that you are lacking in many areas. You are saved, but you have not allowed God to deal with you. You have not come to a level where you are presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2. He said, be, be ye transformed. By the renewing of your mind. If there's going to be a transformation, you're going to allow the Holy Spirit to do a miraculous work in your life. You can't change by yourself. You can't remove anything from your life. But when you allow God and you come as a living sacrifice and you present yourself, God will now by his Holy Spirit, he will take away lying. He will take away shitting. He will take away immorality. He will take away, you know, you just start taking them out one by one. A man gave his life to Christ and invited Christ to his life. And Christ came to his home. And it was late Rehan Bonke that told us this story. And he said, Jesus, now that you have come into my house, I have 10 rooms. I'm going to give you one room, and one room, the rest nine, belong to me. Jesus, please don't try to come to those rooms. Just stay in your own room. But it is the room you give to Jesus that is going to occupy. It's the place you give to God that is going to occupy. God is not going to force himself on you. The Holy Spirit is not going to force himself on you. It is the devil that forces himself on you. Are you listening to me? To make you do those things that you don't want to do. And sometimes you regret what you have done. That's the enemy. But when it comes to God, you have to surrender your will. You have to surrender yourself. And you don't have to hide anything. So one night, the devil came to that house and attack him he was in one bedroom fornicating having some good time with girlfriend but the devil came in there and started dealing with him and he almost died and he was shouting Jesus 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 where are you and Jesus didn't come the following morning he met Jesus and Jesus said why didn't you come to that I was shouting I was almost dying the enemy wanted to kill me. And Jesus said, you told me not to come to, your, to those rooms. He said, okay, give me that room. He gave that room out. 
He was left with how many now? He was left with seven. Okay? Because one for Jesus, one for him. Now he has surrendered, it, you know, the third one. Just like that. But finally, for him to be totally free from the attacks of the enemy. Listen, the Bible says, give no place to the devil. The room you create, the place you open for the enemy, he will use it to come into your life and destroy your life. That's why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. One of the things that helped Jesus on earth and that's helping this pastor is when he opened his mouth and declared before us, he said, the prince of this world cometh, but he finds nothing in me. If the devil comes around you today, will he find something in you? Will the enemy find a place to hold you? Thank God for the blood of Jesus. If not for the mercy of God, all of us will be destroyed. Lift up your hands and say, Father, I thank you for your mercy. Come on, come on. Say, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. Because if not, listen, nobody, not even me, can say we are perfect. We all have faults. We are struggling in one way or the other. But God wants to help you. And the way he wants to help you is for you to submit yourself to death. We don't like to die. But we have to die. Because except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. The reason why you are not effective in your ministry, the reason why you can't pray, the reason why you can't fast, the reason why you can't be active in the things of God is because you have not dealt with your flesh. The flesh is still on the throne. And when the flesh is on the throne, the soul sinks. And so if you want to be effective for God, surrender everything to God. Like I said before, present your body. Say, I will present my bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. Now, if you do not understand, why did he say it's a reasonable service? When you go to the Old Testament, when they bring the clean animal, they bring it and put it on the table, on the altar. And on the altar, they are not putting it on the altar to come and dance kingdom dance. The goat or, or, or any animal they are presenting there is for what? For sacrifice. And if it's for sacrifice, what are they going to do to it? Come on, talk to me. What are they going to do to the animal? Alright? They will kill it. When did they kill you? Have you been killed since you become a Christian? Since you gave your life to Christ. You can't just bash it up. You must let go. The old man. Can I hear amen? Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's... I'm trying to look for where you will start. Start from 17. Start from 7. It's a long reading, but it's nice. Look at this. Paul is telling us how we can be successful Christians. 
how we can be victorious Christians. Listen, victory will not just fall on your lap. Victory will not just fall on your head. You have to do something. Can I hear amen? I say, can I hear amen? I told you uh, salvation is in three phases. Phase one, you are saved. Phase two, you are being saved. Phase three, you shall be saved. He that endureth to the end shall be what? Shall be saved. You can run the race halfway, and before you know it, all kinds of circumstances and different things. Listen, one of the things Satan will do, he's so good in doing, is to, is to bring all kinds of crises and challenges to your life. And the purpose of doing that is to distract you and make you not to achieve your goal or reach the end or fulfill your destiny. But I want to be able to run the race to the end and at the end I will hear Jesus saying to me, well done, my faithful servant. That is what I'm desiring. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And what is waiting for me is the crown of life. May you receive the crown of life. Oh, they are not with me. I say, may you receive the crown of life. May you be able to endure to the end. May you run the race to the end. Paul said, he said, I don't fight beating the air or, you know, doing all kinds of things. He said, I discipline my body. I bring it under. In other words, I crucify it. I reckon it as dead on daily basis so that I can finish the race. It's not that after I have saved everybody, I myself cast away. May you not go to hell. I said, may you not find yourself in hell. Yeah. Oh, some of you don't know there's hell. You are thinking it's, it's just fiction. Or so. Hell is real. Yeah. Heaven is real. And those who are children of God, they will be cut up in the twinkling of an eye. And they shall be taken up with Jesus. The rapture is going to take place. Are you listening to me? Are you ready for the rapture? Are you ready to be raptured? How you prepared are you? Or how prepared are you? You don't have intimacy with God. And you want to go in the rapture. You have no time for the Holy Spirit. You have no time for prayer. You have no time for... Listen, if you want to know true members of a church, declare a fast. Just for three days. They can't do away with their coffee and donuts. Always eating. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. So read it so that they can understand. Here you see, talking about two kinds of people here. The inner man, say the inner man, and the outer man. Read it. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the I light. want you, Pastor, read with fire. Okay. Read like an African, okay? All right. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm trying to see what I'm reading. Okay. okay. If you can't see it, well, maybe we'll they find They are some. darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God, because of their ignorance that is in them 
due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of iniquity. But that is not the way you learn Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through <clears throat> deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in All right, truth thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at verse 22. It said that he put off, everybody say put off. That's what I want you to get. It said put off what? Put off Concerning what? Your former life. The word former conversation is your former manner of life. Your character. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, character matters. If you are a child of God, you must have character. You lack character and you don't have character and you are, you know, you are totally spiritually bankrupt. Paul writing to the Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter 3, he said, I could not talk to you as unto spiritual, but I talk to you as people that are ruled by their flesh. Because you are carnal. You can't take it. Before they say any little word to you, you are easily provoked. Do I have a witness? Easily provoked. And when you get angry, you can kill everybody. Is that a child of God? Is that the way Christ behaves? Is that the way God acts? No. God is kind. He's loving. He's gentle. Are you listening to me? So you will develop character, godly character. They are not going to fall on you. You have to desire them. Let me have some water, my bottle of water. You have to desire them because if you don't, you won't have them. Are you listening to me? Paul said, in a great house, there are vessels of honor and there are vessels of dishonor. Which one are you? Are you a vessel of honor? Or a vessel of dishonor. When we throw away values, we have no Christianity. When we throw away principles, we have no Christianity. Oh, they are not with me. We are giving principles to live by. If you are a child of God, you can't live anyhow. You can't do things anyhow. There is a way a child of God behaves. There's a way the child of God talks. Who is your master? The one you yield yourself to becomes your master. If it's to sin, sin will become your master. If it's to righteousness, righteousness becomes your master. America, pastors, please wake up. 
Because you are compromising with the world and allowing the world to control the gospel. You may not like it, but that's the truth. It's my hanky there. Thank you. It's a serious matter. When the pulpit tolerates it, the pew will celebrate it. Don't forget that. Once the pulpit tolerate it, the pew will celebrate it. The word of God is settled forever. You can't change it. You can't add to it. You can't subtract from it. It's everlasting. Forever, oh Lord. Your word is settled in heaven. And God wants it to be settled in your heart. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. I could go on and on, but I want God to bless you. I don't have much time, but go with me to Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Give the mic to Pastor Fidelis. Do you have a born again Bible? The King James Version is the born again Bible. <laughs> yes. Read the scriptures for me from 7 to 17. I love you. God bless you. You are my friend. Yeah. Yes. Listen to me. Is that born again or which yeah. one? You sure King James? Sounds 51. 51. Yeah. Listen to me. You who know righteousness, you people. I don't think so. They lose heart. Sounds I don't 51. think that's King James. Oh my God. I'm reading. I'm reading I know how the versions. Yeah. I want the born again. Oh God. Let me try by myself. Spirit of the living God, help me. Help me, help me, help me. The devil is a liar. I say the devil is a liar. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Have you found born again now? Anybody, anybody? We King found James. It. We found it. Psalm 51, verse 7. Mm -hmm. Purge me with his up. Purge me with what? Uh-huh. And I shall be clean. And I shall be what? Clean. Wash what? me. Wash me. Listen, this is a man who wants the outer man to be destroyed because he found himself doing things that were contrary to his real life. How many of you remember David committed adultery? Yeah. How many of you remember he killed Uriah? How many of you remember he did some criminal things, crazy stuff? But here was true repentance. If you tell me you have repented, I want to see the change in your life. Don't tell me you have repented and you are still doing the things you used to do and still living the whole old life you are living. That is a lie from hell. If you repent, then let's see the change. And I pray this hour, a change will come over you. Amen. I say a change will come over you. Amen. 
good change. God, how many of you want God to work in your life? How many of you want to give your life to God totally and surrender to Him without reservation, without hiding some things or living a secret life? I was so dumbfounded, Pastor Greg. I was reading, going through the uh, you know some you know write-ups in uh, Charisma magazine and all that. I won't mention his name. A top apologist in the gospel. He's from India. Well respected. I used to take him like a mentor. I read every book he has written. But after his death, it was discovered they had a mistress in Europe. He had a mistress in other places. And meanwhile, he was teaching us. How many of you feel disappointed when a man you are looking up to falls? You don't feel bad? No. That can shake you and cause you to backslide. Mm -hmm. This is why you should know God for yourself. Don't look unto man. Don't look unto anybody. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. And believe in him. Trust him. And hold fast to what you believe. Finish it. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Uh -huh. make, me, uh, make me hear joy and uh -huh. gladness. Uh -huh. That the bones you have broken may rejoice. Uh -huh. Now pay attention. There's something we want to pick out from that scripture. Read on. Hide your face from my sins. Hide your face from my sins. The blood of Jesus washes away your sins. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And blot out all my iniquities. Uh huh. Create in me a Create clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. Oh Everybody God. shout it out. Create in me a clean heart, oh Create God. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Go ahead. And renew a steadfast Say it, spirit. Renew a new spirit within me. Amen. Cast me not away from your presence. Mm -hmm. Say it. Cast me not away from your presence. All right, finish it. And do not take your Holy Spirit Don't from take me. away your Holy Spirit. Listen, you are nobody. You are not a Christian without the Spirit of God. And may the Spirit of God possess you. Amen. I say may the Spirit of God rule your life. Amen. May the fruit of the Spirit be manifest in your life. Amen. Can I hear better? Amen. Amen. Christianity is not a place where anything goes. God gave us boundaries. It's not everything that is allowed. Are you listening to me? Mm-hmm. And you must understand that. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at myself. God is doing a work in us. And we must allow him to finish the work. Yes. Say, finish what you've started in me. Finish what you started in me. Finish it. Finish it. Yes, read on. Restore to me. Restore unto me. The joy of your salvation. A little bit faster. And uphold me to your gener generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, mm -hmm. and sinners shall be converted to you. Mm -hmm. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O mm -hmm. God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing almost of your 
aloud of your righteousness. And the next one. Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. Where are you now? 15. Which, huh? 13? 15. 15. Or I read 16. 16. For you do not desire sacrifice. Everybody mark that. You do not desire what? Sacrifice. It is not wrong for you to give a thousand dollars in the church or to give everything you have in the church. It's okay. It's okay to walk in the, in the house of God. But God is saying that is not what he's looking for. He's looking for you. It's okay to give everything you have and whatsoever to God. But give yourself first. Give your heart first. And give it to God. If God can have your heart, he can have the whole of you. Are you listening to me? Mm. Finish it. For you do not desire sacrifice or uh -huh. else I will give it. Uh-huh. You do not delight in burnt offering. Uh-huh. 17. The sacrifice of God. Look at this. The sacrifice of God is what? Uh, a broken spirit. A broken what? Spirit. The breaking of the outer man. Say the breaking of the outward man. The breaking of the outward man. Yeah. Except the corn. That's enough, my brother. Oh. Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground. It does what? It abides alone. Are there women here that have their perfume or cologne or anything with them in their bag? I'm not trying to embarrass you. Any, anybody? Anybody with any bottle or whatsoever? Alright? I will use my bottle here. Let's assume that this is not just water. It's a bottle of perfume. Do you understand what I mean by perfume? Or what do you call it here? Cologne? Whichever. Perfume. If it's sealed and covered, do you smell it? Can you perceive it? But when you open it up and spray it upon your body, don't you smell it? That is the breaking of the outward man. When the woman with the alabaster box of ointment came to Jesus, the Bible said, before the breaking of the alabaster box, she was with the box there but nobody knew that there was alabaster box in that room but at the time she broke it everybody says she broke it and when she broke it and poured it out on jesus <laughs> the whole room changed you will change your world you will change your home you will change your country if you allow god to break you and allow your spirit to be released and allow the holy spirit to flow through your life you can affect your generation and turn america to become a better country can i hear me somebody it is not Bible carrying your Bible that is so big in your armpit and saying, I am a Christian. Where are you going? I'm going to Lake Church. That makes you a Christian. They want to see the word through you. You have been reading the Bible. You have crammed many scriptures. But has the Bible read you? God is not looking for hearers. 
is looking for hearers and doers of the word. May you be a doer of the word. Lift your hands to heaven. Is the organist there? Lift your hands to heaven. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. I renew thy spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. I renew thy spirit within me. Please cast me not away from your presence, oh God. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew thy spirit within me. Add amen to it. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Father, do a work in my life. I give myself to you totally. Work in my life. I'm hungry for you. I desire you. I want to please you. Teach me to please you. Show me your way. Open my eyes. Grant me revelation knowledge. Grant me wisdom. Grant me understanding. Clap your hands and rejoice. Clap your hands and praise him. In the first service, I shared with your pastor and all those who were present some of the needs we need or things we need in our church in Africa. Our switcher for our TV ministry is broken. And I'm thinking of replacing it. It's not too expensive. We're not looking for a big one. It costs just about a thousand something. And some of our equipment, we're trying to upgrade them. And I know you can help. And I know you can do something about that. I'm not trying to take advantage of you. I know things are hard everywhere. Inflation everywhere. But the work of God must go on. Anybody agree with me? I said the church must go on. This is a man that is challenging evil in Nigeria. There were times I had to move with bodyguards because they were planning to kill me. There was a night at about 10 p.m. I didn't tell you this. They threw a bomb into my compound. But God spared me. I said, God spared me. Yeah. You know? People try to take my life because of this gospel. But I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. God has rescued my life, and I'm grateful to him. 
And I'm alive because he allowed me to be alive. And as long as he's on his throne, no evil shall befall me. Nobody will take my life. Raise your right hand very high. Say, I shall not die, but live to declare the works of God. Add amen to it. So some of you can support us with a hundred dollars. Some of you can give fifty. Some of you can give twenty. You can give anything. Some of you can even write a check for the one thousand two hundred. It's not impossible. I believe in God that is more than enough. Are you listening to me? Say nothing is impossible with God. Amen. So let's welcome your pastor as he comes. Well, Pastor Bob, God bless you. You need this one? No, you can't. Clap your hands. You can sit down if you like. We're going to take up a special offering for Bishop. This man is good ground to sow in. Pastor Greg and I have followed him for many years. He's, like I said, been in ministry for 42 years. You can give on the website. You can give by text to give. Or you can give with the offering envelope in front of your seat. And let me tell you, I know that I know that every dime, penny, hundred dollar, whatever you sow is going to bless not just his church and his ministry, but the world. So we're going to have Rebecca come up and close out the service so if the ushers would start passing the bucket. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving to his ministry and thank you for blessing him. <laughs>